report to you. I want to inform you that you are actually prepared for such a time as this. There is no better time you would have come to earth than this time. <laughs> so whatever it is you are going through, you have been equipped for it. Hallelujah. In a very short moment, we're going to be sharing together on the series that Pastor has been teaching us on. Pastor, thank you for the opportunity to stand here to bring God's word. The greatest privilege anyone can have on earth is to talk God's word. Every human being on earth, how many billion people, each one has the ability to talk. And each one has the ability to also make noise. But to talk what God is talking, <laughs> it's a great privilege. Hallelujah. And for you as a believer carrying God in your inside, <laughs> you are talking God's word. God's word should be your talk. Your vocabulary should be full of God's word. So if anything presses you, what will come out to be God's word? And for your information, everything you see has been implanted with God's word. Because the words were framed by the word of God. And so when they hear God's word from God's kid, ha, 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 they respond. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Welcome your neighbor and tell your neighbor you're welcome. Ask your neighbor, are you still here? What did he say? <laughs> if your neighbor didn't say anything, please wake him up. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're going to be talking about anointed for impact. Who wants to make impact? Who wants to go to heaven? Many people want to go to heaven. But I would like to inform you before the time reaches that to actually go to heaven, you must make impact on earth. Heaven is for those that made impact on earth. <laughs> it's not for those that barely escaped. <laughs> I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Jesus said to us, occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. So, in as much as you know you want to go to heaven, as long as you're occupying, heaven is sure for you. But don't allow your aim to go to heaven, make you just fold your hand and say, Jesus, come, Jesus, come, Jesus, come, Jesus, come. And you are doing nothing about it. So we're going to learn how to make impact through the anointing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, let's, let's begin from this place. Let's open the book of Luke chapter 4, verse 14 to 22. It's a story about Jesus. So the title says, Jesus' model of impact. We all believe that Jesus made impact in his short life on earth. Hallelujah. So it's not a matter of how many years you stayed here. Some people stay here for 100 and 510 years without anything to show for it. Such a pity. But if you're able to stay here as short as Jesus did and make the kind of impact that Jesus made, boy, you're a success. <laughs> okay, let's read together. If the bima is ready, then we can read from the bima. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And the news of him went out <laughs> through all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Pause there. You see a comma there. 
That shows you what his custom was. So Jesus was used to going to the synagogue. It's like you coming to church. Hello. So if you have a problem with coming to church, Jesus used to go to church. <laughs> Can you see it there? Say as his custom was. Meaning that before he became 30 and started his ministry, he was always going to the synagogue. So don't forget to come to fellowship. Now, you know, in the workers' meeting, we're talking about house fellowship. Jesus used to go to house fellowship. That's what this means. So if Jesus was living today in our world, he would go to church. He would go to house fellowship. He would go to prayer meeting. So that's his custom. Okay, can we move on together now? Hallelujah. Then after that comes, he says, and he stood up to read. That's what I want you to take note of. Normally in Jesus' day, it is the priest that reads the scroll and teaches the people. <laughs> Hallelujah. But on this day, Jesus comes to church and stands up to read. <laughs> I know he'd have caused commotion. You know, just like we're sitting here, imagine if someone stands up there and says, I have something to say. Everybody will turn back. Two of us. Because in AGP, normally people don't say anything in the congregation during the message. I was in a congregation one day. The preacher was saying something. Somebody said, it is not true. <laughs> I was shocked. I said, in church? <laughs> Hallelujah. So feel free. Eh? You're in your house of your father. So let's continue reading. So Jesus stood up to read and there was an opera. What's happening? But what happened? And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found a place where it was written. Jesus chose where to read that day. <laughs> okay, let's see what he read. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Can you say that with me? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, and set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And all the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on. Did you see that? What Jesus did raise the attention. Why did he do that? The anointing was driving him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. <laughs> So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? <laughs> they know you like uh, they know everybody before. But when the anointing is upon you, something different comes of you. Even you yourself, you'll be wondering, is it really me? <laughs> Am I the one? <laughs> Am I okay? Some people will feel, it. is something wrong upstairs? <laughs> now what's the point here? Jesus knew something. That made a difference in his life. Some people call Jesus a self-asserted human being. Now, we're not talking about pride. You know, the problem is when you are walking in the anointing, some people will think you are very pompous. But when the anointing drives you, you make some statements that the natural man cannot reason out. Hallelujah. So Jesus had a consciousness that he was anointed. This place Jesus read that day, you know it was in the Bible. You know it's from Isaiah. How many of you know it's from Isaiah? Hope you are aware. <laughs> okay. So Jesus wasn't making up something. We saw how he opened the place. Now Isaiah had written this stuff some years back. 
after Isaiah wrote it, it ended as one of the writings of the prophets. True or false? But Jesus appears on the scene and lifts that scripture as a rema. And if you follow on, you will see that many things happened in that place. So do you know if you are anointed? That's the question. Do you know? Is there anybody here that knows that he or she is anointed? Pastor, Raymond, Lordina, Gilbert. The rest, no, no, let me, let me ask you. <laughs> you know, is it that God has not anointed you or something went wrong? You know, the thing is, if you never know that you are anointed, you cannot do anything with the anointing. There are many people that say, Lord, anoint me. Oh, your spirit come upon me. Oh, Holy Spirit, come upon me, come upon me. And after they have prayed, they may even get a prophecy that there is a gift imparted to you for healing or for anything else. And then they go home and just carry it and sit down. They will see someone sick passing. 30 minutes ago, the guy had been told that the spirit of healing is upon him to heal. Someone will be sick and he said, have you seen the doctor? <laughs> but you are carrying something that can make the person whole. Hallelujah. So it begins by knowing like Jesus knew. That the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Oh, Jesus. So why was Jesus called the anointed? You know, we know him as the anointed, the Christ. Hello. Hello. I know you've been in church for years. And you should have heard that Jesus Christ means Jesus the anointed. True of us. Why was he called the anointed? Was he the only person that was anointed? No, no, no. David was anointed even three times. <laughs> the prophets were all anointed. Elisha was anointed. Why do we specialize on Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you read the book of John chapter 3 verse 34, I'll try to run through quickly. It, it says that th there is something the Bible says there about the spirit not being given to him by measure. And who is he? Say he that God has sent. It's talking about Jesus in that place. Now if you, if you go to 1 John chapter 4, 7, you realize the Bible says as he is, so are we in this world. Do you agree? Do you really agree? As Jesus is, so are you in this world. Do you agree? <laughs> so we are of a different kind of order. Eh? We are not of the order of Moses. We are not of the order of Elijah and Elisha. We are the order of, of the order of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What do I mean? What do I mean? Somebody, I know, I, my house fellowship is a very wonderful house fellowship. Pastor, I have a very wonderful house fellowship in, in Diagraph. Somebody posted on that page. Yeko is not here today. Is Yeko here? No. He posted that he has come to understand that we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are rather spiritual beings having a human experience. Do you notice the difference? <laughs> Do you notice the difference? Now, when you have that mentality, you wouldn't view things from the normal human perspective. You will view things from the real angle, which is the God's view of things. And that makes a whole lot of difference. So the point here is, the same way Jesus was anointed without measure, the Spirit was given him without measure. In the Old Testament, the Holy Ghost would visit and go. Visit and go. On a few people. But Jesus was, the Holy Spirit was tabernacle, resident in the Christ. And today we are carrying this same Holy Spirit. It's not that you're allowing the one in you to sleep. Why? Why? And you're accountable. So what do you need to do is stir up the spirit in you. So if the Holy Spirit in me is actually the Holy Spirit, eh? 
then I should have the same experience that Jesus had. Hallelujah. Which means if I am in a boat and the water is still up, I speak to the sea, say, be still. As simple as that. I mean, I didn't, Jesus didn't need to rehearse that. So I shouldn't rehearse. It's because the Spirit is in him and it's in me. Hallelujah. The way you're looking at me is looking like I'm talking Hebrew Greek here. Okay, let me move from that point before you pick stones. Hallelujah. Those that are religious may find it difficult to agree this. So the point is that we are of the same order as Jesus Christ. So simple ways to make impact like Jesus. Now, I, I wouldn't go through all this because of time. But see, if you, if you read, maybe open to us first, John chapter 1, verse 45 to 49. There are some that happened about Jesus Christ. Now, this is important for us as a church because this is also happening in our own present day. You know, there was this guy. His name is called Nathaniel. They told Nathaniel that we have seen the Christ. You know, the guy that told him was excited. We have seen the Messiah. You know, Israel has been waiting for this Messiah for many years. <laughs> and suddenly, come on, because I've seen the Messiah. It's like you're waiting for your president to visit Wageningen. Yeah? And someone say, ah, president is here. Oh. <laughs> you, you were the person that told you that and said, this guy, how does, does he even know the president? Someone that maybe someone from another part of the world who is not interested in politics comes to tell you that news. You say, this person is not serious. Now, Nathaniel was of that category. They told that we've seen the Messiah from Nazareth. He said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? But look at what Jesus did. So let's read. Nathaniel said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said, come and see. Come and see. Just come, yes? Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him. And Jesus said of him, behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Did you notice that? It's like someone said, hey, righteous Lordina. Somebody you just condemned. The guy was beating hands down. He changed his mind instantly. So look at what he did. Let's see the next verse. He said, ah, Nathaniel said, how do you know me? Eh? I'm very righteous. How did you know? <laughs> Jesus beat him hands down. Now let me bring it down home to our practice. Somebody is new in church for the first time. You can really give the person a lifetime impression, which can be either positive or negative. I have a cousin. He went to a church one day, sorry to say. He entered one row and sat down. Everybody on that row stood up and left. He was now alone on that row. I don't think he went back to that church again. I told him, if I was him, I would stand up and follow them more. Because <laughs> I don't know what is pursuing them. What if there was a bomb there and I follow them? <laughs> what is my point? When someone comes new here, you should have a, a, an understanding that this person doesn't know anybody here yet. Let him meet me and get an impact from me. Very simple. So this is what Jesus did to Nathanael. And Nathanael followed him. It works. If it works for Jesus, it will work for you. Okay, now hospitality is another point which is very simple. So if you read also that same John, some people said, Jesus, where do you live? He said, come and see. They followed him at 4 p.m. The Bible said after they had an encounter with Jesus in, in Jesus' house. I can imagine Jesus may have made one sauce and one ogali or, or maz, ma, mandazi or something. And they ate. And then they began to share together. <laughs> when those guys heard what Jesus was sharing on the table, they said, let's sleep here. We don't need to go home anymore. The Bible said they continued with him throughout that day. Hospitality. When you open your doors to people, you give them an opportunity to share who they are. And they get a piece of the spirit of God in you. Hallelujah. Very simple. Very simple. 
Now, I'm going to give you an assignment today. So just get ready. Yeah? Now, another one says intentionally giving attention to those who look up to you. I believe you, this audience, everyone here has someone who is really admiring you from a distance. Maybe the person likes the way you dress. Maybe the person likes the way you talk or share with people or the way you smile. Or maybe the person likes the fact that you actually traveled abroad. <laughs> you went abroad. These bros went abroad. Respect. <laughs> you know, he's looking up to you. Now, there are those that we have that God has given us like that. Now, those people, some of them are not saved. Hallelujah. But they are just so in love with you from a distance. Now, when you make out attention for them, you, may, you change their lives. In the Bible, we saw Jesus do that to Zacchaeus. How, what, what do you know about Zacchaeus? Short man. That's the first thing you know about that short man, isn't it? Even the God said, those that are low, low, I am with you. See, if God is with you, even when you are low. <laughs> what of God's kids? So Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down. Today, Jesus was going somewhere else. He canceled his itinerary. He said, today, Zacchaeus, I will stay in your house today. Hallelujah. So giving attention can make a difference in somebody's life. As you do, the person will share with you the things that have been troubling him or her. Praise God. Very simple. Very simple. Another one says giving, helping, serving. Which I mean, this is, this, we know all these things. Eh? Now what I want to share with you is how to give. Now there's a way you give someone, you make the person belittled. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. There's a way you give someone, the person will never have hope in life anymore. Because he feels his own has finished. Jesus said what your left hand is in your right hand shouldn't know. I've been giving things in this church. You don't know who gave me. Because in AGP, people are trained to give right. Hallelujah. So the next time you're giving, <laughs> make sure that your giving is lifting the person. Hallelujah. That is lifting the person. The other point says helping, serving. You know, Jesus washed his disciples' feet. That thing he did left an impression in their hearts. You remember that passage? He washed their feet and he told them, if I, your master, would do this, you should do likewise to everyone. So don't be the one that would expect people to serve you. You should be the one that should serve. So if you come into this place and there is no more seat, and then you see somebody comes in late, you should be willing to stand and say, please have a seat. Hallelujah. It's a training. So prioritize others before you. Now, when you do that, imagine someone walks in and this place is full, maybe a visitor, and then one person stands up or you say, please have a seat. That person will never forget you for his life. Next time he will want to come again because he knows in this place people are willing to serve. It's a very simple thing. Okay, now I think there are more. That is, it's not exhaustive, but I'm just talking of simple, simple things. The, the point I want to emphasize how to engage the anointing in making impact. Because these things we've just listed, anybody can do them, isn't it? Any human being can stand up for another person to sit. <laughs> Any human being can give something. <laughs> I mean, you don't need rocket science to know how to give something. <laughs> Hallelujah. What role does the anointing make? Let's look at Jesus' example. He's our model. So let's, let's just open to Luke chapter 6, verse 12. I will just read that place, 12 to 19, and tell you the point and we pray. 
Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Wow. Our night vigils are from 8 to 12. Not all night. Because we don't have the beauty. Very soon we have the beauty and we have all night. Sir. But this time that is just four hours. How have you utilized that opportunity? Jesus, see, Jesus prayed all night. Jesus was fully human like you and I. He could sacrifice his sleep. Now what was he doing? He was stirring the anointing. Let's go to the next verse. And when it was day, see what happened in the daytime. He called his disciples to himself and from them he chose 12 whom he named apostles. He needed to really make this choice by the spirit. So that he wouldn't misspeak. Let's read on. Simon, whom he also named Peter, Andrew, his brother James, so it's just grow. You know, I believe you know the apostles' names. You know some of them you don't know by heart. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples. And a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. Yes. And as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. And they were healed. Hallelujah. So imagine Jesus was, just came down from the mountain from his all night of staring the anointing. And many sick folks came around. Some would touch him and get their healing. Some he would lay hands on. And now, so the anointing was oozing out and touching the lives of people. Now, this means when you stare the anointing like Jesus did here, when you are giving service, for instance, you sat down and someone comes. He said, please, you may have a seat. Now, that is not an ordinary seat. Because someone carrying the anointing activated has sat on it before. Immediately that guy sits on it. The anointing takes over. Everything that will be said in the service, he will just assimilate. <laughs> if he was not saved, the Spirit of God will convict him. Easily. You see, this thing, you know, we are not in a religion. We are dealing with the Holy Spirit, who is real. He walks in the lives of people, real, for real. Now, someone, for instance, who doesn't understand the language we are talking of here. Maybe he's speaking a native language that doesn't speak English. The Holy Ghost could be interpreting everything in his head. Because someone that is activated with the anointing had ministered something to him. So that you, don't, you are not just doing philanthropy. You are not a Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I believe it's very simple. We're going to pray. That was the message for today. Did you get something? Yeah. Hallelujah. So I want to give you an assignment. There is someone that you don't know here. Someone that is new. Newcomers, don't be offended. Don't be tagged. Eh? We want to practice the word of God because it begins from practicing at home. Eh? Your impact in the city begins from here. If the ones that have come to meet you get an impact, then there is hope that you can impact those outside, isn't it? So look out for someone that you've never seen before. Eh? Okay, let me, no, to make it some, first timers. Who is the first timer here? First timer. Today is your first time in church in AGP. Is, is there any first timer here? Oh, yes. Yes, that's the first timer. <laughs> you are highly welcome. <laughs> okay, no, I won't tell you more about her, but I want you to practice this word. As service is ending, each person goes to her. Men, give her a handshake. Ladies, give her a hug. Are you going to do that? So get ready. Just position yourself. <laughs> if you are a first timer, sorry. <laughs> okay, may you please eyes on your feet.
Hallelujah. When you make that impact in her life, wherever she came from, she would tell them, I went to one church today. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. They kept hugging me. They kept shaking me. Those who ask, which church is that? <laughs> Hallelujah. It works, actually. I know of a church where there is someone always at the door. Anyone that's entering, they will hug the person. And people are going because they are received the hug. I tell you the truth. It's <laughs> Whereas in some other churches, there's someone at the door with a cloth. As long as you come, they'll give you a cloth. Mm, you're not well-dressed. Take. And you come. And some never enter the church. <laughs> but the ones that are giving when they come in and see how well everybody inside is dressed, they take their dressing. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is so sweet. And you are lovely people. The Lord has blessed you. Just lift your voice and appreciate him. Say, thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Give him praise. Tell him, Lord, I commit to making part by your anointing upon my life. Tell him, Lord, all the things you would have me do, I do them by the anointing. I will reach out to people. I will, I will be friendly to neighbors. I will, I will, I will represent Christ. Anyone I meet at first sight, I will make a good impression in their lives by the anointing. By the anointing. By the anointing. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Father, as your word has gone forth, thank you that the impact of your word engulfs our lives that we cannot do but your word. <laughs> that we cannot pull away from that ability of the Spirit of God in us. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. In conclusion, on Friday, who knows what's happening on Friday? 